0: This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and
1: Gordon Damer. Oh, what a weekend it was
2: in the world of sports. We had NBA, we had Major League Baseball, we had a lot of stuff going. We'll talk about it next. And you can join us at 1 800 919 3776. Also be at Twitter at Hardish the ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPNNY 987FM. We got the full house backfield tonight. We've got Will the Thrill, Brian the Brain, and Tom Bauer with a nickname to be decided shortly. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 987 ESPN in New York.
0: Hey, Gordon Damer. Larry, how you feeling, my friend? Uh, did Madeline buy out Toys R Us? No, no, we still have – we have a couple of dollars left. A <laughs> couple of chuckles? Yeah, yeah. It's never good when the wife says, you know, you don't worry about the gift this year. Uh-oh. You, her and I are just going to go and and take care of it. Uh-oh. Yeah, so Somebody's uh, I don't got know, what, I don't know what the final score was, but –
2: Oh, you'll find out shortly.
0: Yeah, they put up more runs than the Yankees, I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> I bet they did. I bet they did. And, of course, we were – now Gordon, you're gonna have to explain this to me, and Brian the Brain, I need you on microphone, because we're going to have another in our Twitter battle with The Sopranos, mm. and I understand that Brian's last answer
0: yeah, was his his nomination. By Twitter? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, I blame Brian clearly because it was his nomination. On... Did you tweet it the... out, Gordon? I did. That's you why you got banned. I oh. put it out on so third. And look, I'm a verified account. I'm not down with the, the 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 you know the low people. You know, I'm I'm highfalutin now that I am verified on Twitter. I'm I'm hanging with the beautiful people. So I, clearly, it's not my fault. But wow. Brian's nomination was chocolate chip cookies against the Sopranos. I put it up. The early voting was good for the Sopranos, but you know it was very early on. And then before I went to bed. I noticed that it was um, restricted, like you can't oh. see what the actual vote was. So I clicked on the link that they had, and all the different reasons that they would give for something being restricted didn't really qualify here. Age, uh, age, uh, you know, material that is only appropriate for certain ages, uh, sensitive material didn't really make any sense. So the only answer I can come up with was it's clearly Brian's fault. We let Brian have one of the nominations and the whole thing I can't even implodes find upon itself, Larry. I mean, what <laughs> else am I supposed to... What, what, how am I, so, am I supposed to feel about this? I don't know how i you're supposed to
2: feel. I mean, you are Gordon Damer of the Blue Check Damers.
0: Right. I On have Twitter. I. You know, I am Blue Check. Che- I am hanging with the beautiful people and uh, now now Brian, his nomination, might get me kicked out of the Blue Check Club. Who knows?
3: Who's this man?
2: No!
0: I was worried. I, I'm still worried that I'm going to get the blue check removed. I hope not. I hope not uh, Brian, either. what do you have to say for yourself?
2: I'm sorry, Gordon. <laughs> um, I was trying to actually find the tweet just yeah, now just says, to see where it, it is. It says the
0: tweet is unavailable. That is very weird. And they weird. give you a little link. And, so they um,
2: censored chocolate chip cookies.
0: Yeah, it says it could be sensitive media, <laughs> age-restricted content. Why? Um, You're a dad. Brian, this is very Placing disturbing. a tweet in violation because uh, the tweet may a be, dad. yeah, it might be misinformation.
2: His son is shaking his head in changing. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Labeling a tweet that may contain disputed or misleading information. I, I, now, look, if I had tweeted this out on the DNR show, that might make sense because, you know, we know <laughs> about them with the, the misinformation. But. Ooh. Hiding tweet.
1: Oh no! While Gore, awaiting right. it Why? you got to party. start like that. Gore. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just. I'm just
0: running party. down the things that Twitter gives me. It says that it, the, the the hiding a violating tweet while awaiting its removal. I can't even remove it. I can't do anything with it. It's frozen. It's frozen. It's frozen. So I think it was a mistake by Twitter. But it's now been four days. You would think someone at the com- – I know they have a lot of things going on there. They do. They're a little busy. They're a little busy. Not so much for chocolate chip cookies and the Sopranos. They don't have time for that. But maybe okay, we'll uh, give it another shot tonight. Clearly, uh, if we do – try? Yeah, Brian does not get another nomination. he I think he has to now be – restricted for a little while you
2: might have to put another thing uh besides chocolate chip cookies
0: i don't know chocolate chip cookies clearly has
1: i guess that's something yeah
0: Mm.
2: twitter alert on brian wow just when gordon was getting
0: comfortable with his blue check verification uh i was worried that i was going to wake up on monday and it would be
1: gone yeah
0: it's still yeah. there right now. No We're thanks to Do they
1: take them away? Like, do they take your check marks no, away?
0: No, but they don't usually hide tweets about t- poll questions <laughs> about the Sopranos and chocolate chip cookies. So who knows?
1: It's not what you want.
0: It's not what you want. It's not what you want. And I've had a, f- a weekend filled of what I didn't want, Larry. This yeah, is really one of the weekend. rare times where a Monday actually felt better than the weekend. Well,
2: you needed a day off. You needed the blow. Oh.
0: <laughs> you needed a blow. A lot of people need a day off.
2: And then I, I just casually, before we get into the Yankees and Mets and whatnot, Gordon, I just casually, casually uh, was checking out DNR's podcast. Yeah, for Friday morning. Oh, and you were you
0: were, riddled. viscerated. Oh, well, I'll just say, look, And they, I got they,
2: friendly they... fire. I got uh, I, you
0: I, did, I got... and I that that annoyed me more than anything. I did not like, like that they do? went after my guy I mean, because look, that's how you know. That they know we're hitting on the truth, Larry. The fact that they're attacking you, someone who's done nothing in this, and someone who is as beloved at this station as anyone—more so I than anyone—yeah, maybe not well, as look, much. Uh, the fact that they attacked me with all the different names that they called me and all these different things—never yeah, once were able Call actually to lay a Call glove it, on it. what I was saying about it. So the fact Disturging, that they didn't attack any of the facts. At, yeah. Called oh. your house at five in the morning. Animal. They called me an animal. That's where they started. I know. They started by calling me an animal, and then it only went down from there. I know. (laughs) So, but look, I love them. They're the best. Check them out, 5 o'clock, Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. Rick and Dave. Yes. Verified Yankee haters who Don't bring people together. (laughs) I'm sure. I did not hear the show today, but I'm sure. That oh, i sure you were mentioned a, after this weekend. Oh, my God, they had a wonderful weekend. I'm sure you were mentioned. I'm sure you were mentioned. After I don't know. I don't think so. Nobody nobody reached out to me. Maybe they're afraid to after the, the, <laughs> the, the, the Twitter thing, and then, you know, Dave and Rick just excoriating me as a person. You had a rough weekend. It was not great. I thank would goodness, have traded all the Madeline other stuff for simply the Yankees scoring a couple of runs, but I couldn't get that either.
2: You couldn't get that. And, unfortunately, that's where we start. Listen to uh, Michael K. Now, Michael K. Of course, on the Michael K. Show, Voice of the Yankees, part of K. Rod on ESPN on Sunday nights, Monday through Friday, three to seven, right here. He's he had some interesting thought processes because, as he said, on his way back from K. from K. Rod, he was going through the Yankee Twitterverse. Oh my God! Like <laughs> And it sounds like he was, some of them had been flagged. Oh my God, say. that
0: was a mistake. That was the worst mistake Michael made. <laughs> Here's what
2: Kay he had to say to Yankee fans after looking over some of their comments last
4: night. I'm scrolling through Yankee Twitter. I mean, people, I love you, but you got to relax. Fire Aaron Boone. This team stinks. I can't take it anymore. You know, the last time they scored this few runs uh, for the first 10 games? 1977. Oh, they won a championship that year. You're all being fools. Oh, it's the same thing as last year. It's 10 games. Do you really oh. believe they're going to be this bad for the 162-game season? Now, should they be better than 5-5? Five and five? Of course they should be better than 5-5. Five and five. But they beat the Red Sox 2 out of 3. They beat a Blue Jay team who I think is better than them. 2 out of 4. And then they went into Baltimore and they laid a big fat egg. It was one inning that they essentially scored in that series. And that's when they won on Saturday. But to go overboard, I mean, really? Do you even enjoy being fans? Or you just want to be miserable? Because to sit back and say this is the end of the world that they're 5-5 five and five after 10 games. Come on, control yourselves. And if you want to call me Yankee boy, bring it on. I'm not defending them. I just said losing to the Orioles is disgraceful. They should be embarrassed. But it happens. You can't give up on the team after 10 games.
2: Now, this is similar to what Gordon Damon said when we last chatted on Thursday night. After this weekend, I want to see if Gordon's kind of changed his mind a little bit. We'll find out next. X.
0: This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty
1: and Gordon Damer. Oh, what a weekend it
2: was in the world of sports. We had NBA, we had Major League Baseball, we had a lot of stuff going. We'll talk about it next. And you can join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at the ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPNNY, 98-7FM. We got the full house backfield tonight. We've got Will the Thrill, Brian the Brain, and Tom Bauer with a nickname to be decided shortly. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in
0: New York. Hey, Gordon Damer, Larry, how you feeling, my friend? Uh, did Madeline buy out Toys R Us? No, no, we still have – we have a couple of dollars left. A <laughs> couple of chuckles? Yeah, yeah. It's never good when the wife says, you know, you don't worry about the gift this year. Uh-oh. You, her and I are just going to go and and take care of it. Uh-oh. Yeah, so Somebody's uh, I, don't got know what, I don't know what record. the final score was, but – Oh, you'll find out shortly. Yeah, they put up more runs than the Yankees, I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> I bet they did. I bet they did. And, of course, we were – now Gordon, you're gonna have to explain this to me, and Brian the Brain, I need you on microphone, because we're going to have another in our Twitter battle with The Sopranos, mm. and I understand that Brian's last answer yeah, was his his nomination. By Twitter?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, I blame Brian clearly because it was his nomination. On did you tweet it th- out, Gordon? I did.
2: That's you why you got banned. I oh, put God. it
0: out on so third. And look, I'm a verified account. I'm not down with the, the 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 you know the low people. You know, I'm I'm highfalutin now that I am verified on Twitter. I'm I'm hanging with the beautiful people. So I, clearly, it's not my fault. But wow. Brian's nomination was chocolate chip cookies against the Sopranos. I put it up. The early voting was good for the Sopranos, but you know it was very early on. And then before I went to bed. I noticed that it was um, restricted like you can't mm. see what the actual vote was, so I clicked on the link that they had, and all the different reasons that they would give for something being restricted didn't really qualify here age uh, age uh, you know material that is only appropriate for certain ages uh, sensitive material didn't really make any sense, so the only answer I can come up with was it's clearly Brian's fault. We let Brian have one of the nominations and the whole thing I can't even implodes find upon itself, Larry. I mean, what else <laughs> am I supposed to... What, what, how am I, so, am I supposed to feel about this? I don't know how i you're
2: supposed to feel. I mean, you are Gordon Damer of the Blue Check Damers.
0: Right. I have tr- I. You know, I am Blue Check. I am hanging with the beautiful people and uh, now now Brian, his nomination, might get me kicked out of the Blue Check Club. Who knows?
3: Who's this man?
2: No!
0: I was worried. I, I'm still worried that I'm going to get the blue check removed. I hope not. I hope not uh, Brian, either. what do you have to say for yourself?
2: I'm sorry, Gordon. <laughs> um, I was trying to actually find the tweet just yeah, now just says, to see where it, it is. It says the
0: tweet is unavailable. That is very weird. And they weird. give you a little link. and So they um,
2: censored chocolate chip cookies.
0: Yeah, it says it could be sensitive media, <laughs> age-restricted content. Why? And you're um, a dad. Brian this is very placing struggling. a tweet in violation because uh, the tweet may a new be dad. yeah it might be misinformation
2: his son is shaking his head in shame mm-hmm. right
0: labeling a tweet that may contain disputed or misleading information I, I, now look if i had tweeted this out on the dnr show that might make sense because you know we know <laughs> about them with the, the misinformation but Ooh. Hiding tweet. Oh no! While Gore, awaiting right. it's Why? Why did to start like that? Go I'm just oh, saying. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just running down the things that Twitter gives me. It says that it, the, the the hiding of violating tweet while awaiting its removal. I can't even remove it. I can't do anything with it. It's frozen. It's frozen. It's frozen. It's frozen. So I think it was a mistake by Twitter, but it's now been four days. You would think <laughs> someone at the company. I know they have a lot of things going on there. They
2: do. They're a little busy.
0: A little busy, not so much for chocolate chip cookies and the Sopranos. They don't have time for that, but maybe okay, we'll I'll, give it another shot tonight. I'll clearly, see, if we do, we try? yeah, Brian does not get another nomination. He, I think he has to now be restricted for a little while. You
2: might have to put another thing in, uh, besides chocolate chip cookies.
0: I don't know. Chocolate chip cookies clearly has, I guess,
1: that's stirred very, up something. Yeah,
2: mm. Twitter alert on Brian. Wow. Just when Gordon
0: was getting comfortable
2: with his blue check verification.
0: Uh, it, I'm, I I was worried that I was going to wake up on Monday and it would be gone. Yeah. It's still there right now. No We're thanks. To do fine. they take
1: them away? Like, do they take your check marks no, away? No,
0: but they don't usually hide tweets about t- poll questions <laughs> about the Sopranos and chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> so who knows? It's not what you want. It's not what you want. It's not what you want. And I've had a, f- a weekend filled of what I didn't want, Larry. This yeah, is was was one, the one of the weekend. rare times where a Monday actually felt better than the weekend. Well,
2: you needed a day off. You needed a blow. Oh.
0: <laughs> you needed a blow. A lot of people need a day off.
2: And then I, I just casually, before we get into the Yankees and Mets and whatnot, Gordon, I just casually, casually uh, was checking out DNR's podcast yeah. for Friday morning. Oh. And you were
0: you were viscerated. Oh. Well, I'll just say, look. And they, I got they,
2: friendly fire. I got, uh, you I got,
0: did. I got, and I that, that annoyed me more than anything. I did not like, like that they do? went after my guy. I mean, because, that look, that's how you know that they know we're hitting on the truth, Larry. The fact that they're attacking you, someone who's done nothing in this, and someone who is as beloved at this station as anyone, at more so than I anyone. Was. Yeah. Maybe not well, as look, much. The fact that they attacked me with all the different names that they called me and all these different things never once were able actually to lay a glove on what I was saying about it. So the fact that they didn't attack any of the facts. Called your house at 5 in the morning. Animal. They called me an animal. That's where they started. I know. They started by calling me an animal, and then it only went down from there. I know. (laughs) So, but look, I love them. They're the best. Check them out, 5 o'clock, Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. Rick and Dave. Yes. Verified. Yankee haters who don't are, bring people together. <laughs> they, I'm sure that I did not hear the show today, but I'm yes. sure that oh, I'm they. sure you were mentioned a, after this weekend. Oh my God, they had a wonderful weekend. I'm sure you were mentioned. I'm sure you were mentioned. I don't know. Weekend. I don't think so. Nobody, nobody reached out to me. Maybe they're afraid to after the the, <laughs> the 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 Twitter thing, and then you know Dave and Rick just excoriating me as a person. You had a rough weekend. It was not great. I thank would have goodness, traded all the Madeline other stuff for simply the Yankees scoring a couple of runs, but I couldn't get that either. You couldn't get that, and unfortunately, that's where we start. Listen to
2: uh, Michael K. Now, Michael K. Of course, on the Michael K. Show, voice of the Yankees, part of K. Rod on ESPN on Sunday nights, Monday through Friday, three to seven, right here. He's he had some interesting thought processes because, as he said on his way back from K. from K. Rod. He was going through the Yankee Twitterverse. Oh, my God. And it sounds like he was some of them had been flagged. Oh, my God. That
0: was a mistake. That was the worst mistake Michael made.
2: Here's what Kay had to say to Yankee fans after looking over some of their comments last
4: night. I'm scrolling through Yankee Twitter. I mean, people, I love you, but you got to relax. Fire Aaron Boone. This team stinks. I can't take it anymore. You know the last time they scored this few runs uh, for the first 10 games? 1977. Oh, they won a championship that year. You're all being fools. Oh, it's the same thing as last year. It's 10 games. Do you really oh. believe they're going to be this bad for the 162-game season? Now, should they be better than 5-5? Five and five? Of course they should be better than 5-5. Five and five. But they beat the Red Sox 2 out of 3. They beat a Blue Jay team who I think is better than them. 2 out of 4. And then they went into Baltimore and they laid a big, fat egg. It was one inning that they essentially scored in that series. And that's when they won on Saturday. But to go overboard, I mean, really, do you even enjoy being fans? Or you just want to be miserable? Because to sit back and say this is the end of the world that they're 5-5 five and five after 10 games, come on, control yourselves. And if you want to call me Yankee boy, bring it on. I'm not defending them. I just said losing to the Orioles is disgraceful. They should be embarrassed. But it happens. You can't give up on the team after 10 games.
2: Now, this is similar to what Gordon Damon said when we last chatted on Thursday night. After this weekend, I want to see if Gordon's kind of changed his mind a little bit. We'll find out next. X first round playoffs. Remember it used to be the opening round? First round of the playoffs. Earlier tonight, Sixers roll over the Raptors 112-97. to The game right now, a little over eight minutes left to go in the game. Utah over Dallas by four. And this is once again the Dallas team without
0: Luka Doncic. Yeah, we, and- we as Nick fans, we need this Jazz team to get bounced in the first round of the play. If we have any <laughs> hope of Donovan Mitchell, this is not Luca, rest up, please. Feel better, get please. Three, get right? back soon, please.
2: <laughs> There's been a number of trade. There's been a number of trade suggestions on Twitter involving Donovan Mitchell. Oh, I'm sure the they have. Have oh, they all been from Nick Gordon. fans, or have they been
0: other people too?
2: Oh, Gordon, it's just like. And let me just say this before we get back to the Yankees and Don LeGreco in a second, is it me? But every highlight I saw this weekend of of a playoff team scoring. There was a Nick involved. It was during a Knick game. Every highlight of every team that was in the playoffs this weekend, in the montages, they were scoring and, and had the easy basket against the Knicks. You see the Knicks put their head down going the other way. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, it's, unbelievable.
0: It, it's almost <laughs> like when the guys were pulling the movie clips. Like, if you know there's yes. a section that you're going to be able to pull from – you go right to that section because there's just too much work with everything else going on. So mm-hmm. when you're pulling highlights, you know, hey, pick a Nick game, very good chance that the playoff team is going to look pretty good in that game.
2: No question about that. And by the way, Denver with a 24-15 lead over Golden State. That's a little over two minutes in the first. Well, Gordon, you were not happy with this player when he was obtained by the Yankees last year at the trading deadline, even though they wanted to have another lefty. No, I'm not talking about Rizzo. I'm talking about Gallo. And today, Don LeGreca agreed.
5: For all the reasons Yankees fans don't want Gallo is the reason the Yankees want him. I'm sorry. To me, that's not a major league ball player. I'm sorry. You're know, Batting 130, Michael, That's I don't care. I know batting average doesn't matter. When it's that low, you're not good at what you do. Also, so you can tell me about his defense and his on-base low. percentage is not what it was. To me, that's not a winning ball player to have on your team, in my opinion. So I don't care what the analytics tell me. I look at Gallo and I say, I don't think you're winning with a, with that guy in your lineup. I don't care how many home runs he hits. He can hit 50. What does it matter? It's a 162-game schedule. Those strikeouts, the inability to hit the ball, Michael, outside of just the occasional home run, that to me, that's not winning baseball to me got a 138 batting average he's a lifetime 230 hitter he's not even close to that so they can look at it and they can tell me till they're blue in the face that analytically he fits on this team he helps us win I don't think he helps them win I don't think he's a major league baseball player wow
0: that's a strong statement Gordon yeah well I mean you know the fact that he hits 40 home runs and that's what people always go to he has to hit 40 home runs (laughs) to have value offensively I I mean it's great that you walk a bunch of times but You know, those 40 home runs, those are almost like aberrations. Like everything else is he doesn't make contact with the ball enough. Like, And, again, I'm not looking for him to be Rod Carew. You know, can you give me 250, (laughs) 260? Last year, he hit 199. It's not what you want to see. Rob Deere. Yeah, it's Why? great that you hit. You run into some sometimes, and he has. He is a lefty, so that's good. And I'm not saying he doesn't have value in turn. But I'll tell you another thing. He he, he gets this the the gold glove defense since he's been here. I, I don't really remember all that much gold glove defense. There hasn't been like a bunch of plays where I'm like, oh wow, Joey Gallo. Wow, he's really he's really made an impact with the glove. Yeah, he's not hitting that great right now. But look at the the amount of plays that this dude has made in left field. <laughs> he's been pretty average. Defensively and I, yeah, I, I don't, I, I can't say that uh, there's been anything that I'm like, oh wow, put that, put a star next to that play. All
2: right, let's hear from the Yankee fans at one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. What would you change right now? You're looking at this lineup, and it's just not producing. It's not happening. I don't know. And and please, can I put some parameters on this, Gordon? Yeah, no, sure.
0: I was <laughs> going to say, Larry, you are, please, you are, you are going into the lion's den here. Please,
2: I don't want to hear about bunting. I don't want to hear about small ball. Oh, I don't want to hear about it. That. I don't forget want to hear it. about that. I don't want to hear about that. It's not how this team is built. This is not a small ball team. This team is built for long ball and power. So give me some suggestions. I'm curious. Is it somebody in the lineup? Do do we need to? I'll give you. Do we need to sit Torres for a couple of games and just leave DJ, who was what three for five yesterday? Do we do we need to leave him at second base right now until and and just let this kid? Find out what's going on. What do we need to what do what does the Yankees need to do to get this offense cooking? Can I 10 nine one nine
0: three seven seven six? Go. Ahead. I'll make a prediction on what people are gonna say. Can I yes. make that? Sure. Uh, it's no there's no answers with Aaron tonight, so I'll make no. a prediction this way. Go ahead. The Yankee fans that I talk to, Aaron mm-hmm. Boone, pick a lineup, stick with the lineup. Not happening. Yeah. I I, I bet you that's gonna be a big one though. Yeah, but he can't do that. They know he can't do that.
2: I, well, I don't think training. he makes the
0: lineup, but it's 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 impossible to make a lineup and stick with it when every single day somebody's out of the lineup.
2: When Kay said he spoke to Boone on Saturday and asked him why didn't he think Judge should be in the lineup Friday, especially on Jackie Robinson Day, right? He said, "Yeah, we thought about it, but we had penciled this day off earlier for him to
0: take." I mean, off. what are we doing, Larry? They they <laughs> gave guys off yesterday. They have the day off today. I'm like you penciled oh him God. off. You penciled it in that he's going to be off. What are you doing? Well, look, you know, I you know me. I try to find some sort of common sense. So right. in terms of look, Stan, yeah, I, I mean in terms of Stanton, because of the amount of injuries that he's had, if you want to say, hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna play him in the field a bunch, you know, he's going to primarily be the DH so that we give him kind of half a day off. All right, fine even though he's played better when he plays the field. But you have to be a little leery of the injuries. We're worrying about guys getting hurt in the first week of the season?
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Yes, you are. And and here's the thing. Where's the evidence that this works, right? Like, you guys are all about the numbers and the facts, and, and it's not about the, the, the nebulous stuff that you really can't put a number on. Where, I mean, w- how can you prove that any of this stuff actually works and keeps guys healthier? You can't because they still get hurt. It does seem that way. I mean, like, if, if <laughs> well, it's better than him missing 50 games, but mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're only allowing the guy to play 140, <laughs> I mean, is there really that much of a difference? Well, and, and you know what? He better be hot because there's 22
2: games that he's not going to play that you need to find a way to win. There's 22 games. And, we're talking and, about
0: your main guys here, Gordon. These are your big, these are your big run-producing guys. And here's one thing that I brought up on on Saturday, Larry, that that Rick DiPietro was listening for and completely missed and completely botched on their show today because they're all about spreading misinformation. Okay. Um, Aaron Boone actually kind of screwed up because remember when they hit, they played the Blue Jays and, and there was a question after the game about how important these games are. And Boone said, well, yeah, these games, because of who the Blue Jays are these, are, these are really important games. They're almost like worth two games. Right. But then on the K show on Thursday, every Thursday, right here, 98.7 FM, he said, well, you know what, it's the, with resting guys, I'm not just going to rest everybody against the Orioles and the bad teams. Well, you just said that the, the games against the Blue Jays are worth two. So you shouldn't be resting anybody against those people. Mm-hmm. And the better teams – and you should be resting them against the Orioles. So you can't have it both ways. He screwed that up. And I, I don't know if anybody's called him out on it yet, but if you're telling me that those games are worth two, then those games, everybody should be in the lineup. Judge, Stanton, nobody should be resting in those games if they're nope. worth two and the division is this competitive. And it is. And he was right to say that in the beginning. Yeah, no, that, that was two. a truthful answer. But I don't know that he necessarily thought it through.
2: No, he didn't. He really didn't. Dallas is on the run. They're now taking the three-point lead with five, a little over five and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. one 800 3776 Also on Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. So Aaron Boone was asked, what's going on with this offense?
1: Look, I, I just think ultimately, you know, we're made up a little bit differently. And, you know, we got a few guys that are swinging it pretty well and off to pretty good starts. But I'm going to bet on the track record of a few other guys that are going to,
0: you know, have the kind of seasons we're used to, provided health. I believe that there's good reason to think that a couple guys that, you know, had down years, maybe by their standards are and will, you know, kind of return to what we expect. And I don't get too emotional over, you know, a few games where you can start beating the drum a certain way. Um, I am confident in this offense that we'll be what we should be, but, you know. We got a we an off day, and we got to we got to get rolling. That's uh,
2: that's typical Aaron Boone, and I remember having a conversation with Willie Randolph when he was managing the Mets, and he would always say, "Larry is the manager. You have to be very careful what you say because your players monitor that, and if they sense you have panic, they will have panic also and wonder what's going on." Now, clearly, nobody has panic after ten games at five and five. If you're 0-10, yeah, you have panic. At 5-5, you don't have panic. And I understand that he's waiting for this, this offense to get going. And he's right. They do need to get going. And after a day off, going into Detroit, Gordon, I think they have an opportunity to reset. And I think if they could just get a couple of games where they have five or six runs where they score, I think that will get them going. They just... They're all grinding the bat sawdust in their hands with runners in scoring position. They're putting too much pressure on themselves, and they're overthinking this.
0: Uh, Just for Aaron Boone, he's saying, I'm going to rely on the track records. Yeah, that's what some of us are worried about because Joey Gallo (laughs) has a track record. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's not just that we're – yeah, I mean, Aaron Judge. There's another one. Aaron Judge, and I love him. But he could kind of help this out too. He's supposed to be the thirty million dollar guy. He's got one Ribby so far. I mean he's got yeah. one home run on the on the season and mm-hmm. now his overall numbers you know the 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 average stats the the o p s and all that type of stuff it's not terrible, but he's supposed to be the guy that kind of carries the offense. There's plenty of times where Stanton does carry the offense. We need judge to kind of carry the offense right now.
2: is it uh Contractually related,
0: no. I mean, look, it, it would help if he's actually in the lineup. to It's hard. It's much harder to carry the offense when you're sitting on the bench for a game, five games into the season.
2: It is, but they want to make sure he's okay. Oh my gosh, want to make sure he's okay.
0: They should because just put. They, play they should just games put in a row. They should just put like beds in the dugout so guys can just kind of rest in between innings. Yeah, Need this right. rest,
2: Larry. Absolutely, Kermit's in Queens. Hey, Kermit, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight
3: how's it going guys kermit what's going on man oh good oh good i just wanted to talk about the yankees it's just um you know i'm hearing what you guys are saying and and i agree to a certain extent. um you know you guys mentioned about gallo and how bad he is and i agree 100 percent. i don't know why the yankees got him i mean this guy's a bum i'm sorry to say but he really is he's a strikeout or a home run and you know what if you get 500 you know at bats 35 home runs is nothing. You know, um, some people say that average doesn't mean anything. You know what? It really does, because if a person bats 200 and they get no walks, then guess what? Their on-base percentage is 200. So average does mean something. You could get somebody who bats 300, same thing, no walks, ba- their on-base percentage is 300. So in order to raise that per- the on-base percentage, you got to walk. So yes, he's walking, but his uh, his batting average is so bad that his on base is only 300. That so that's horrible, you know. So those walks really mean nothing. And and uh, as far as are you Aaron are paint
0: in the background there, Kermit, what's going on in the background there?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just driving and oh, this right. rain. Thought, the it sounded car. like
0: one of those paint mixers they have at like Home Depot or something, <laughs> battering back and forth. No, just, uh, me. I'm sorry. The, yeah, it's the
3: rain and, and the uh, gotcha. and, and the windshield wipers. Be careful. But um, the other thing is is Aaron Boone. I mean, the Mets' gain is our Yankees' loss. We should have got Buck Water. Aaron Boone is too much of a yes man. He's listening to to the GM to Cashman and and that's the reason why he's not doing a good job because Cashman is just, you know, pulling in the strings. You know, and, and he you know, he's not he he's not strong enough to tell Cashman, "Hey, this is my team, let me run it." That would have been Buck Showalter.
2: Well, that would have been You Buck know, yeah, you're right. Thanks Joe for the phone call. I think. Yeah, and and that's well, that's one of the reasons why Joe's not here. Yep. That's one of them. I mean, there's others, <laughs> but that's one of them and I mean, let's face it, Aaron Boone always says that he makes the schedule, but the schedule is still made. Here's the thing. I I believe he makes the schedule. I do, Gordon. I believe he makes the schedule. But the schedule is made based on the information he's getting from analytics. So if the schedule is, if the lineup is based on analytics and you're looking at the guy, and not that there's anybody that fits this on the Yankees right now because nobody's hot, but but if there was somebody hot and you dared to leave them in the lineup on the day they should have a day off because your eyes tell you we need to keep him in the lineup because we're having trouble scoring runs right now.
0: I don't think he could do it I'm just going back to when they announced that Girardi was not going to be back, and they were going out and searching and again, remember when they went out and searched it they didn't have it wasn't like they had lined up Aaron Boone. To begin with, they mm-hmm. went out and they searched, and they interviewed a bunch of people and eventually became Aaron Boone. But when, when Brian Cashman came out and talked about what they were looking for in the next manager, the key word that jumped out to me was they wanted somebody that was going to be more collaborative. Yes. More collaborative. So, the, unfortunately for Aaron Boone, he's never going to be able to shake the perception, if it is only a perception, that. He's being—he's the puppet, and Cashman's pulling the strings because this is Cashman's team. Mm-hmm. Everything about this team is Cashman. hes He picked the manager. He's every player. All the trades, the analytic approach, all that stuff comes directly from him. So um, that's why, to me, if you're looking for the first person, if, if it does turn out the Yankee season is disappointing and, and goes in the dumpster, the number one person to blame, there's only one guy. It's Brian mm-hmm. Cashman. Yeah, it is. No
2: question. It is. Because he did not put the right people On the team, when you had opportunities to do so. And this is the second year in a row. And I get it that if it doesn't work out, you can always make a trade or do something at the trading deadline. I understand it. That's been the Yankee mode of operation for many years. Many years. But you really wanted to change up this time and get off to a decent start for a change, especially in, in the scenario that you had.
0: You would think after a disappointing season last year, a disappointing start, these slow starts, they are, yeah. they are part of the, 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 the Aaron Boone years. I mean, every single year, we can go through the numbers, but every single year they have gotten off to a, a, a bad start. Usually it's sloppier than this. Usually mm-hmm. the defense is an issue. Usually base running has been an issue. And those have been to a certain degree this year, but really it's primarily the offense. Usually it's a little bit more of uh, one night it's one thing, one night it's another. Pitching's been good bullpen outside of some some blow ups here has been good but you know think about the pressure that's on that bullpen when the offense just never scores you're right and the I starters. Mean, every night they got to be perfect and the starters you can't give up a run
2: no you don't because you're, you're not getting the support you, you, you're supposed to you're just not so boy, this is, inter- this, this is going to be a very interesting series for me as a Mets fan to play a very very good Giants team
0: well, look, I mean, yeah, at, at least in this portion of the season, right? I mean, I, I do think that a lot of people are expecting that the Giants are going to regress from the 107, what was it, 107? So. Yeah, I
2: don't think I,
0: so. I think they're going to be still really good. I Now, they might not win 107. Who wins 107 games in back-to-back years? But um, they're a really smart organization who's doing things with a whole lot less, and uh, their pitching is is, is is looks like it's going to be good again, so... I know it's a tough division. The Dodgers are the team to beat in all of Major League Baseball, but mm-hmm. I don't know that they're necessarily gonna, just going to fade away. So it should be interesting, right? I mean, you get the diamond, you had the Diamondbacks, the Nationals, who are not going to be probably very good. Mm-hmm. So now this is obviously going to be a big step up in class for the Mets here. at The next, yeah, couple absolutely.
2: Of days. And and listen, you love what uh, what McGill has been able to give to you, absolutely, because he's what well, he said, like ten strikeouts in eleven innings, so he's been fabulous. Peterson was great on Saturday on you know pitching instead of Taiwan Walker. So, uh you know, I mean on Sunday pitching instead of Walker. So, I mean, this is what you so far from the starters, they have been without DeGrom and Scherzer who has not really been Scherzer yet. So, things are things are rolling and the, as a Met fan when your biggest issue is Alonzo DH
0: or Alonzo first base, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that guy that called up last week and was complaining about Alonzo,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where has he gone? He should call up and complain about some of the Yankees. I-, I could use some of that impact. Use some of that help, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> since he mentioned Alonzo, Alonzo, you can't get him out now. So. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of worked out for the Mets. Uh, look, a good weekend for them. Take two or three. I mean, you would like to have mm-hmm. been able to get the sweep, but two out of th- take two out of three every time against the bad teams like that? Sure. I mean, take two or three against anybody. You're, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Give me a series, and, and, baby. Right. Give and, me a series. And, and the start that you've gotten off to, seven and three in the first 10,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You can't uh, – look you'd always like to any time you look back it's it's funny it's like almost like it's like with gambling with gambling when you lose money you always remember how you lose the money but you never remember all the good ones right <laughs> that's right so when you lose a game to the Phillies with the bullpen blows you're going to look back oh we could have gotten that one like mm-hmm. the, the 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 game that you lost to the Diamondbacks we could have had that one yep. so but 7 and 3 you, you you're sitting at the top of the division, right? I'm the pitching good. is anytime anybody scores even a run against your starters, it seems like it's a surprise.
2: Mm-hmm. You're right. And we're the only team in the division over 500. So right can't now. Can't beat that. No, can't beat that. And really, I know you, it's so early as we just oh, mentioned. So but early. The anger, it's so early. But listen, keep winning. Let's put some, put some pressure on these teams. Put some distance there because you're going to hit, you're going to hit some struggles you're not going to win 7 of 10 the rest of the year. I guarantee you, you're not going to win 7 out of every 10 you play. It's not
0: happening. No, not but happening. If, you, if you can get a couple of these guys – look, it's only two starts that most of them have made. Mm-hmm. But if you can have one or two of these guys who are in the rotation right now be real answers long-term. Like if McGill – he's not going to pitch like this. Nobody's going to pitch no. like this. <laughs> but if he's a real piece for you when and if DeGrom comes back and when Scherzer – you know, ramps up and assures her. Then all of a sudden you're talking about a rotation you can really rely on. So mm-hmm. um, baseball at the season is so long and there's oh, always guys that pop up that you weren't expecting to be big factors. So to see yep. the way that the rotation has looked so far, you really can't, there's nothing you can complain about there. Nothing you can complain
2: about overall. Uh, hopefully Seth Lugo will get back on track. Yeah. So we that one, see the Seth Lugo that we've seen previously, because that Seth Lugo has yet to show up this season.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean that's that with bullpens that sometimes happens, right? Guys you're like ago with the Yankees. All of a sudden, he's yeah. been he's been a problem. So, yeah, you hope that the that, that it, it does seem with Lugo though. Maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like his velocity is where it has been in the past. Am I wrong? To, I agree. No. Okay.
2: You're not. It doesn't seem to be. And because of that, there's no there's not enough difference in his off speed mm-hmm. stuff. Sure. So you can't fool you can't fool them. So he has very little margin for error, and he can't get behind batters, and he's been doing that too. So, you know he'll get, he'll be he'll be on track soon.
0: You have to also kind of throw in there that the short spring training it has to affect guys in some ways, right? Yep. So you got to give. It's almost like you have to allow it to be twenty games before you really start judging anything, mm-hmm. and this year maybe you need even more than that before you I really agree. start taking a, a temperature of a team.
2: I agree. Definitely sell. Send to the phones.
0: 1-800-919-3776. Buddha
2: is in the Bronx. He's next on 98.7. Hey,
6: what's going on, guys? Good to talk to you, as usual. Buddha. You know, um, these NBA... I want to talk to you about the NBA playoffs and the fights, but just real quick with these NBA playoffs, man. You know, it's very fascinating... How, um, you know, one weekend or one playoff series could change all the prognosticators' opinions of a team. <laughs> like the Warriors. Yeah. The Warriors two weeks ago were done. The Sixers for the last month have been done. <laughs> now when you watch them or you hear everybody talking about them, you know, these guys have the chance to go to the conference finals. Let's slow down. These first-round series could be very deceptive, you know? Yeah. got to be honest you. To be fair with,
2: with Golden State, you kind of knew they would be – and you really kind of felt that if Steph could get back, how he was going to be able to play would help them. So I think, but, but you're yeah, right with the yeah, Sixers.
6: I'm, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely better than the Sixers. But, I mean, I don't know. I still I got a lot of confidence in Phoenix for some reason. I, I, I really good. I love Booker, man. He's, he's my guy. Man. I love that dude. Good.
2: He's underrated. You know, um, listen, underrated listen
6: superstar. Yo, yeah, he is underrated. But um, I'm going to tell you something, man. Before I get into that fight, it's just something real quick. I heard you're talking again about um, this Donovan Mitchell. I, I, I got to, you know, if, if you're a Knicks fan, if you're a Knicks head office guy, you got to be real careful with these guys who throw up 34 points, you know, 40 points in these playoff games, and the team constantly loses. I mean, when you look at the Utah Jazz, they have much more talent around them than the Knicks have. So if the Knicks, were, if you're going to trade for Donovan Mitchell, What's the trade going to encompass? They don't want no
0: Julius Randle. No, no, no. They can't Frank, take please? Julius. We'll give you a couple of picks. Please. Let's make they a deal, no Booty. Julius Come Randall. on. Let's let's get it done. They're, they're One year take... off most improved player. Come on.
6: Yeah, yeah all right. Sure. Sure you're <laughs> right. They're going to take. <laughs> take us to
2: Radio City. quickly. Right. We got they're the, gonna the Christmas shopping. Spectacular.
4: <laughs>
6: they're going to take with your the first garden. round pick <laughs> from this year. And you're gonna be left with nothing, Billy Jones. Two or three tickets? years, that bloom's gonna come right off the rolls with Mitchell. I, I got to be honest with you, I'm suspect on him. You know, like I spoke to you before, last like, yeah. all the problems and all those losses that happened in Utah is everybody else but him. Man, yeah. The same thing like with Joe Douglas in that two and fourteen. I ain't got nothing to do with that, but you got something to do with that twenty twenty draft that got one starter out of five or first or five picks, and his mm. position is tenuous. But anyway, listen. That fight, you know, both those fights, the 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 um the main event and the co-main event, you know, once again we see these corners who like they almost show a blatant not care for their fighters. I mean, no. you know Gamboa, how many times you got to go down, man, before your corner stops the fight? And then even when the when, when the doctor was looking at UGA's eye, uh, I'm sitting there the first time you looked his eye. What the Just hell do you me. need to see? She's in going. his eye, from one, from, the, listen, the man can't see. Can't it see was either. clear to see that he couldn't see. Can't you know, see. but anyway, Spence came out, you know, he was a little timid mm-hmm. in the first couple of rounds, you know. Um, but when I saw how flat-footed Ugas was, and then I also saw, you know, whether you're a counter or not a counterpuncher, your jab is your best friend. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to use that jab, you know, and you're fighting against somebody who has, like, more power, you know, than you, you're going to lose that fight, man. But But, but what really, you know, what really happened was is that when when Spence when that mouthpiece got knocked out, when Ugas hit him and the yeah. ref didn't like stop him after the break, mm-hmm. all of a sudden Spence woke up. And, you know, to be honest with you, that was the best performance that Spence has had since that Chris Algieri fight. You know, the the last yeah. couple of fights, them unanimous decisions, even against Sean Porter, a lot of people thought Sean Porter won that fight. You know, so and you know, just to wrap it up, you know, I think as a fight fan, we got what we wanted, along with the fact that Terrence Crawford and Bob Arum are having their problems and he's no longer being promoted by him. Now, this is going to force. If these two guys don't fight. And, and I don't think Crawford has been the one who's been, like, not, you know, forcing the issue. You know, I like Spence a lot and everything like that. But, you know, a couple of his fights, the last few fights, I've been disappointed. I'll be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. This right here is going to give us what we're looking for as fight fans and people who like sports from the old days. There's nobody left. You understand what I'm saying? There's nobody left. You got to fight this man. I, I don't know who else you're going to fight. It, it has to happen. Period.
2: It's about the money, Buddha. And when there's nobody left, that means the money is available, and that's what will make the fight. No question about it. Gordon, I don't know how much you're into boxing, but this Ugas fight with Spence on yeah, Saturday night, I did not his see it. Eye Gordon Ugas' eye was, was shut. basically shut the first time the physician saw it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the fighter's like, no, don't stop it, don't stop it, please don't stop it, don't stop it. And he looked to the corner and, and the, it, the referee says, you sure you don't want to stop this? So he's no, he's alright, go back out there. Then his eye was completely shut. You couldn't see. There wasn't even a, 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 a smither of an opening there. and the swol- and, and all around the eye was swollen. All from uppercuts, body blows and everything. It was just it's like, guys, this is why people really have an issue with boxing, Gordon. It's you, you wanna throw in the towel. you I, I get it. You don't wanna throw in the towel. You, you you're trying to let your there's a badge of honor with your 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 fighters ending on his feet and mm-hmm. we don't wanna be, you know, we don't wanna see that he quit on that. Live to fight another day. This kid is young. I mean you know he's he, it's not like he's forty five, fifty years old.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I was literally- disappointed. I missed the fight. There's a kid that is from the the area where I'm at uh, that fought on the undercard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Vito Milnicki Jr.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: and he's like ten and oh ten and one or eleven and one now. I think he is. And I wanted to watch the fights this week because um, you know he's a local kid. My son Jack was into it, but we just you know we got sidetracked with other things, so I missed the fights this week. But um, yeah. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people were talking about it though. Uh, they'll be on next week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for, for the people who didn't pay seventy five dollars, right? They'll exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> and uh, maybe I might uh, tell my son. Well, you know what? It was canceled last week. They just put it on this week. Let's see who wins. <laughs> I bet you. I, be, I bet you Vito wins this one. You
2: know, uh, tell them it's just like the old NBA tape delay. Tape delay, right?
1: God <laughs> is troubling his damer. I'll tell you that. I got a couple problems on Monday morning. D- Damer is, uh, I mean. He's relentless, this dude. Relentless. He, but not only is he relentless, he's hes foolish That's no, the word a, I would use to think. Of it's not even fair. He is, I mean, first of all, he is, I mean, he's, he's good at what he does. I'll say that because it does like it infuriates me as I'm listening to it. But he's right now a Yankee apologist is what he is.
2: Wow. it's ESPN New York tonight. On 98.7 ESPN. You infuriate him, Gordon.
0: Well, look, he, here's the thing. I I, I, and I almost don't want to bring this to air because I'm starting to get a little worried about our our colleague and Rick Pietro. Okay, I'm worried why? about his memory. I think uh, he's almost becoming like, you remember that movie Memento with a guy like he could only remember things for like 30 seconds? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's Rick Pietro Because he did, apparently they did on their show today, they were attacking me again. That apparently is now a regular segment where they just attack me. And he said that I gave this unbelievable tease about the Yankees on Saturday, my Saturday show. Right. And then when I came back from break, he stayed during the break to find out what m- me paying off the tease was. Mm-hmm. And that the tease was I brought up Miguel Andujar. Larry, a hand to God. The tease was paid off a little bit later on. I came back and I took some phone calls because the opening segment generated phone calls. So I said, Mm -hmm. let me get a couple of phone calls and hear what the people are saying. And a caller said, hey, we got to bring up Miguel Andujar. And I immediately shot it down. Mm -hmm. I said, no, that's not the answer for the Yankees. Then I took a couple other phone calls. I said, no, here's what everybody has missed this week. And it was the point I brought up with you. That Aaron Boone said "Well, they were playing the Blue Jays, these games are twice as important, and then later on said, no, we're going to rest people against everybody. We're just not going to rest them against the Orioles. That doesn't make any sense logically, just laying that out. Mm-hmm. That was the tease, but apparently, Rick, I don't, maybe it's a lack it. of sleep. You don't get a lot of sleep in those hours. No. Look, I'm, you know not. me, Larry. I'm about bringing people together. Absolutely. And, and this feud has gone on long enough, and it's been very personal. They attack me personally, but I think that's general. you generally attack people personally, when you don't have any facts. So but I was. They, but that there's would, more. Oh,
2: there's is more. there?
0: Yeah, oh, here listen. we
1: go. So I have. I'm listening to, to Gordon, and he does an unbelievable job, right? Like, he's just. He's setting up, going into break, what he wants to talk about. And then. Did he, boom, did he know who coached the Celtics? Knew, yep. Mm hmm. Then decides he's going to take a shot at his good buddies, Dave and Rick, because this is, I mean, this is now what his his focus is now. So. He starts with, uh, you know, everyone that's, you know, fabricating stuff about the Yankees. If they wanted to criticize the Yankees, there's something just sitting right in front of their faces that they've all missed. And I'm like, damn, Gordon, that's a good tease. I'm going to stick around and see what it is. Thinking it's going to be this, like, this great nugget that me and you missed. Because I think we've been fair, right? Do you want <laughs> to know? So, yeah. you want to know show. what the nugget was. <laughs> it's with everything awful. going on. With everything going on awful. with the Yankees. Miguel Andujar. What does that? What does that mean? That was that was the nugget. Not, what the, that that he should be? Sh- what? what? What is? If, it? They didn't get. They didn't get rid of, They didn't capitalize on his rookie season and get rid of him. Now he's he's got no worth. He doesn't play. We, that we was, said that about all of them. Th- that was the nugget. I was like, That's really? That's the, the nugget? No, that was not the
0: nugget. Okay, so, so that was missed, not the they nugget. They messed up. They made a mistake. Yeah, they made, they messed up. I mean, clearly, made a mistake. I came back, Brian. You were producing on Saturday, correct? Yes, me and Jacob. Okay, so I lay out, here's one thing that, the, that, that all the Yankee fans and all the Yankee haters have missed this week, and it's right there, and, it, and it's a fair criticism in my eyes. If you're saying that these games are more important and yet you're resting people in those games, it doesn't make any sense. So I came back took phone call. The first phone call was about Miguel Andujar. And, Brian, how yes. did I react to that phone call? Did I say, hey, that's a good point, or did no, I say, no, that's a,
5: dumb? I think you kind of laughed at him, too. Right, exactly. <laughs>
0: no, that has not – look, I loved Miguel Andujar in 2018, but he's had some several opportunities to cash in and has not been able to. And he hasn't so been healthy,
5: just, which I think right, you said. Right, hasn't
0: been healthy, hasn't been productive. But that was, that was not the the nugget. And the fact that Rick is not able to – To follow the show. Hmm. It's troublesome.
2: It is. Well, look,
0: we all make mistakes. At least he was listening. Now he didn't get anything out of it because he came away with the completely wrong information and then spewed it more misinformation on his own show. But -hmm. that's kind of what they do in the morning. Well, we all make mistakes, so hopefully now that he's been corrected, we can end this feud because no. we all want to keep people together. We all want to be together. I, that's what I'm about, Larry. I know. I just feel, you know, I'm, I'm an animal. I'm a drunk. I'm a drug addict. I mean, these he's are generous. the things they're saying about me. But, again, yeah. you usually say those things about people when you have no facts. Or people you love. Right. And and it's, <laughs> it's funny. I don't know. I didn't hear their show this morning. Mm-hmm. But the, the criticism that I had for them, I, had, I did a whole segment at the end of the show where I give out the world's worst take. Okay. All the opinions that are spewed on our radio station every single week, I, I go through them all, and I find what's the worst one. Mm-hmm. And Rick's uh, opinion that the Yankee fans booed Aaron Judge because his contract situation, that Brian Cashman has turned the Yankee fans <laughs> against Aaron Judge... I gave that award to Rick this week, but I guess wow. He didn't hear that one either. Boy. Well, that's not going to be. I would have figured that feud. that would have been what he was going to attack. <laughs> right? He's he's ticked feud. off at the beginning of the show Wait until he hears the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fuse not ending anytime soon. That's what sure. Now, well, look, you know, I don't I I, I, I you know, me. I got it. I'm yes, all I do. about bringing people together, bringing people but together. when I'm attacked, what, what am I supposed to do? I know. I know. How's oh, yeah. that poll question coming? How's the chocolate chip cookie? Oh, chocolate chip cookies is, oh, they're, they're, chocolate chip cookies are, are holding their own against the Sopranos so far, Larry. Wow. Twitter might can... have to step in here and, and shut it down again. Who knows? <laughs> no, no, we don't want that. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe the Sopranos people started to lose and they contacted wow. the Twitter folks and said, that? hey, make, they made them an offer they couldn't refuse. It could be.
2: It could be. You might be right. You might be right. Hey Gordon, let's go back. Let's check in. Let's revamp game one with the Celtics and Nets. Of course, game two will be on Wednesday once again in Boston. I think and we said this last week. This is going to be a fabulous series. This is really, I think every game is going to be like the game yesterday. Tight, down to the wire. It may not have it may not be as exciting. It may not be as, you know, as as physical because I think each game is going to have its own personality. And I think normally what happens is the next group of officials see how this game was called. Sometimes they'll come out, they'll, they'll call it real tight in the beginning and then they'll let them loosen up as the game goes on. So it'll be interesting to see how that's happening, but let's. And he was asked, does the crowd fuel Kyrie to have the fourth quarter he did where he scored 18 of his 39 in the fourth.
0: This is a guy that's um, made the game winning shot in the finals. Uh, He's played in the Olympics. He's played an All Star game, All Star game MVP. You know, he, he, there's I don't know that there's any atmospheres that are really going to rattle him. You know, so that was kind of my point before the game. You know, I don't, you know, that's not it. If he has an off night, he has an off night. I don't think the crowd is a is a factor for Kyrie. He's the guy's done done about all you can do in the game. And here's Kevin Durant
3: on Kyrie and the fans. I don't think he worries
6: about it. I think he just plays his game and, you know, do what's required out there. The shot making and just controlling the game for us was incredible, and that's what we're going to need going forward. So no matter where he's at, I think he's the same
0: player.
2: All right, and here's Kyrie on the Boston fans
0: where i'm from you know i'm used to all these antics and people being close nearby you know it's nothing new when i come into this building what it's going to be like but it's the same energy they have for me and i'm gonna have the same energy for them and it's not every fan i don't want to attack every fan every boston fan but when people start yelling you and all this stuff it's but so much you can take as a competitor you know we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach not that's the playoffs. This is what it is. I know what to expect in here. And it's the same energy I'm giving back to them. It
1: is what it is. I'm not really focused on it. It's fun. Where I'm from, I- I've dealt with so much. So coming in here, it- you relish it as a competitor. And this isn't my first time in TD Garden. So what you guys saw and what you guys think is a- as entertainment or the fans think is entertainment, all is fair
0: in competition. Somebody's going to call me out of my name. I'm going to look at them straight in the eye and see if they really bout it.
2: You know, that's an interesting point that he made, Gordon, which makes you wonder what was it about this time that made him respond the way he did? Because ever since he left, whenever he's gone back there, he always gets a bad reception. They, It's, 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 it's made him make the comments of, you know, Boston fans are like the girlfriend that got turned down. Get over it. And, and so on and on. So this is going to be a battle that's going to continue. And uh, here, hey, Gordon, if I'm a Boston fan, maybe they should be quiet. In
0: game two. <laughs> no. that. I, if, he look, if he scored 39 points, are, in are you trying minutes? to have the worst take of the week, Larry? There's no way that's gonna. I mean, there's no shot. Oh, no. oh these people are gonna be. They're gonna, they're,
2: gonna, they're gonna even be worse. Be louder, yeah. They're gonna be well, look, worse.
0: If they wanna be loud and they wanna boo him and, you know, they wanna Nothing get wrong. in him and razz him a little bit. You know there there's a there's a degree where you can do that and, mm-hmm. and that's all well and good. It's when the language and and the certain yes. things get directed in a certain way. There's a line yes. that can be crossed and absolutely. They have to take care of that. The, the yeah. security and and the and the Celtics personnel has to the building personnel have to be able to to weed that out because it can get too much sometimes.
2: Yeah, there's no question about it. And like I said, we've had it, we've, you don't want a major situation to break off there where somebody just loses it because of something that was said especially about the significant other or something like that. Because, mm-hmm. Gordon, some of the best trash talking I have ever heard has been on the NBA floor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> some stuff I could share with you. Whoa, maybe we'll do that one day. Gordon, my friend, uh, stay clear of the morning show and be good on the radio tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow night. I will try, Larry. You know me. I know. It's keeping people together. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us. All three of our producers in our full house backfield. Thanks, guys.
0: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.